0: Hey folks. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Forgotten Voices episode. Uh, this week, we'll be focusing on environment and migration in the Sahel region. Um, so, for those of you who are unfamiliar of the Sahel region, it is located in the continent of Africa, uh, and the countries that make it up are Chad, Burkina Faso, Mali, Mauritania, and Niger. Um, so. Just like a quick disclaimer before we kind of really get into this episode today is that these um, conflicts, these issues that we're focusing on, especially the environment and the migration, is not limited to the Sahel region. It's occurring everywhere in the world, including the United States, including countries in Europe, um, including Asia, you know, everywhere. Uh, But a lot of times Africa as a continent, as a whole, is kind of looked at downly, um, kind of with a negative eye. And I want you to keep in mind that this is occurring everywhere. We're just focusing on the Sahel region for today's episode, and we will be focusing on other regions as um, our episodes go on.
1: Yes. And so we really wanted to do an episode on the effect that the environment has been having on migration. And when we were doing this, we found that there are two different push and pull factors for how climate change is affecting migration. There's one that we're really used to seeing where land is no longer there. That's where we're hearing about the sinking islands in the Pacific, or another really big issue is flooding in Bangladesh. And then there's a different effect that climate change is having where climate change isn't necessarily leading to an increase in conflict, but it is, um, multiplying the issues that were already there within the community, which is leading to an increase in poverty and conflict. This is what we will be addressing in a future episode. We're going to address how we think that the UN and everyone else should be addressing the other type of climate migration, but this is to show how this episode is going to show more about how climate change is a threat multiplier and making bad situations worse or just increasing tension due to decreasing the amount of resources in an area so what is the climate change that is happening in this area because obviously climate change is affecting every area of the world differently and it's not always global warming the sahel region only emits three percent um less than the US in greenhouse gases but its temperatures are rising on average 1.5 times more than the rest of the globe. According to the UN, it is believed that the region could see temperatures increase of a temperature increase of up to 3 to 5 degrees warmer by 2050. Now, if you just think back to the Paris Climate Agreement which we signed in or not we but the world signed in 2015. The 1.5 degree mark was, like, catastrophic if we got there by 2030. And right now, the Sahel region is going to either be that or increase by even more than that by 2050. And due to this, the United Nations has estimated that roughly about 80% of the Sahel region's farmland is degraded, which is where a predominantly agricultural – vocations are. And droughts and floods are becoming more frequent and lasting longer, also affecting the agricultural sector.
0: Right. So um, kind of adding on to what exactly is going on in terms of climate change and environment um, in the region, you are seeing, just like everywhere else, an increased temperatures, more frequent droughts, um, prolonged heat waves, soil degradation, increased flooding, and an overall reduced agricultural productivity. And so, a lot of these communities depend heavily on the rain-fed agriculture, pastoralism, things like that. And so, you know, on top of having a low um, agricultural, agricultural productivity, they are also facing rapid population growth, abject poverty, and underdevelopment, Violent extremisms, organized crime, poor governance, and weak institutions, which are all, again, exacerbated by the effects of these climate change. And so migration is one of the key coping strategies when these families lose their agricultural productivity. It is not the only, um, it is not the ultimate decision factor, but rather it's how they cope. It is one of the many factors. And so kind of getting into the violence and the poverty area that I was talking about. um, So a research group had tracked these uh, deaths from conflicts in the region, which was found at 1,686 deaths in 2018 in Mali compared to the 320 in 2016. Um, The violence is spreading. Uh, porous borders between Niger, Mali, and Burkina Faso are also becoming breeding grounds for conflict and a continued rise in armed groups. And so much of the conflict in the Sahel is deeply rooted in the decades of corruption, poor governance, politics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but warming the world is just making it worse. And so when you're having a forced migration as a coping mechanism, um, it's just leading a strain leading to a strain on resources and the degradation of land and livelihoods, which only adds to the plethora of existing socioeconomic pressures.
1: Yes, and the existing socioeconomic pressures that have been dominating this region for a really long time is the relationship between farmers and herders at the local level. Um, Ever since the droughts in the 80s, herders have been given less and less land, and the state has been letting this happen. They've been letting farmers take herders' land, and they've been letting farmers basically dictate the policy because it's seen as a more advanced economic um, economic method. Um, so there's been a lot of disenfranchisement disenfranch- between herders, which has either led to the herders having to work for the farmers because they cannot support themselves anymore, or being unemployed. This has led to a lot of tension that is... a um, allowed extremist groups to come in and take advantage of that feeling of hopelessness and not just feeling of hopelessness lack of economic opportunity where a lot of people may think this is the only way for me to get out and these are the only people that's caring for me so it's a lack of state building and it's a lack of state running institutions fairly and in the best way for its people which obviously climate change is not causing but is making it worse with less resources available for everyone to use and more importantly changing resources if it's not necessarily less
0: right and um you know for example how we spoke about uh the violence so one of the issues that happened for example in 2017 was in southeastern niger a temporary government ban on the production of red peppers to reduce the militant group Boko Haram's um, income forced farmers into an even more unstable economic positions. And so, again, it's more of a multiplier of problems and that the government response to the crisis of climate change is even just escalating violence and poverty even more. Um, not stepping in to mediate this conflict, letting the farmers take the land from the pastors, which is increasing the tension, which leads to radicalization by extremists. You know, when you're forced to find other options, other areas um, for a living, you kind of have no other option.
1: Right. And it's been a really big thing for people to talk about climate refugees and what we need to be doing, specifically on the continent of Africa, singling it out as a whole, even though these issues are not affecting the whole continent. But um, there's been research done saying that the states are linking all of their problems to climate change in order to get, one, more funding, because climate change is really something people in um, Western countries have been getting behind donating money to, but two, finding somewhere else to put the blame. Not to say that the blame isn't on a lot of the Western countries who are creating way more pollution than the rest of the world, but it it's somewhere for the blame to go that's off of the institutions and off of the government from not having the accurate support systems. There is actually a stronger correlation between um, the proliferation of conflict in the Sahel region and the transformation of production systems rather than the environment itself. This leads to poorly regulated competition for increasingly coveted resources, like we talked about, specifically land. Climate change is leading to the need for the transformations, which is then exacerbating the conflict. And of course, an urgent response to climate change will not just help the Sahel region, it'll help everywhere, and it is a grave threat but it be, would be wrong to base a direct correlation between global warming and the violence because the facts do not support it. it thus, it's all about gl- global warming and other climate changes increasing land pressure.
0: Right. And so, you know, the question then becomes, what can we do? What can we do to make sure that um, it doesn't get worse? And how is our how do we respond to it without giving a, almost like a white savior complex to it? Because, um, you know, in Niger, for example, the president has said that this, I quote, we lose 100,000 hectares of arable land every year. The degradation of our land is unheard of and touches people in rural areas, young people and many women. And now I want to emphasize that last part, woman in in a lot of these cultures in a lot of um the sahel region it's the women that are doing much of the you know lifting for the um cooking and uh like bringing water back for example for the entire family or the entire village and so when you go in when you respond to uh these effects of lack of agricultural productivity you have to take into that cultural sensitivity you have to you know, you can't be culturally ignorant about the situation, what's going on. And rather, you have to have the community members actually be the ones that are on the forefront of um, this issue.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of trouble with people coming in and building wells in these regions, thinking that they're helping. And all that leads to the wells are built to help the herders um, because obviously they need water as well as the farmers. But what it's leading to is either farmers coming in and basically taking over the wells because it's a new resource. And when you add resources to an area without really regulating what's happening, um, that tends to happen or the militarization of these wells where extremist groups are basically taking hostage of these wells in order to get more members to join or to be able to get more people on their side. So it's that, it's maybe women don't want the wells because it's their only way to not get out and socialize for the day. There's just a lot of factors to consider and just going in and leaving a project and leaving and never coming back again is not the way to solve this. And this isn't just, like we said before, a Sahel region problem. The World Economic Forum said, quote, the region is a canary in the coal mine, a a presage of what is to come in other vulnerable parts in the world and not vulnerable in terms of... Victims. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable in terms of anywhere where there's just a racial or ethnic tension, vulnerable in terms of poverty, which 39.7 million Americans are in poverty. And we know that the U.S. pollution and climate change is disproportionately affecting poor people. It's disproportionately affecting minorities and specifically also women. So um it's it's whatever africa is just the first everything that's happening in the sahel region and other parts of africa which are different depending on what region of africa you are in is not a an isolated thing is not anything to do with where they are the only thing that it has to do with is because of where they are they're feeling the effects first
0: Right. And so I think, but doing our part to address the climate change would be a big step in helping in, um, you know, maybe even uh, allowing the opportunity of different kinds of alternative income generating opportunities, um, something that they themselves can do. Uh, Something that I had seen is uh, the African Union and the UNHCR plan of action. And so this is, this was kind of an interesting, Um, plan of action that was put together. So it's the African Union's Migration Policy Framework for Africa, which stems from 2018 to 2030. Um, And so it's called the Protocol to the Treaty Establishing Free Movement of Persons, Right of Residence, and Right of Establishment. In 2018, uh, set ground for easing the challenges of cross border migration, including for those that migrate because of gradual environmental changes. The policy framework recognizes that migration is a multifaceted phenomenon that demands the action of different stakeholders at national and regional levels. So, changes are happening. Uh, The African Union has partnered with the UNHCR to, um, you know, to, to find not maybe not a solution, but an alternative way uh, for those asylum seekers, for the refugees that are um, affected by all of this.
1: Yeah, and I guess we just wanted to end on some hope because obviously just marking down people as climate refugees is not going to be easy in this situation and it's not easy in any situation there's not a lot of easy answers but there is a lot of hope at the end of the line the sahel region's population is 64.5 percent below 25 which is a huge abundance of human resources although climate change is changing the land it's also giving it more opportunity to grow and evolve it's got a huge renewable energy potential. It has the most solar energy production capacity in the world. And it sits atop at of some of the log- largest aquifers on the continent, which is a porous layer of rock that holds groundwater, which can then be accessed through a well. Where if you're going to live in an area where there's a lot of droughts, so that's a really, really important thing to have. It's also abundant in natural resources. And we're, and a lot of the world is acknowledging this fact that this is a beautiful Abundant area that has so much progress that can be done and grow in so many ways. And what we need to do, the most important thing we can do for these people who may be struggling more than they would have before due to our actions in terms of climate change, is support them, find out what they need, and support them, and let the people of the Sahel region dictate what the best way to do it, what the best action is for them, as well as let them come up with creative solutions because
0: that they know their land yeah, best know it way
1: better than we do.
0: Yeah. You know, they're the one that nobody wants to leave their home. I th- and I think that's something so important for the entire world to acknowledge is that nobody wants to leave their safe space. Um, and so, you know, instead of trying to find ways to bring them out of there. uh, we should really focus on what can we offer them. what can they offer us to better the world so that they can remain where they want to, where they, where they call it home.
1: We absolutely support accepting refugees in any single situation, because when people leave their home, that means it's a horrible things must've happened. It's not a small decision, but we also don't think that, We should just be accepting refugees and abandoning the rest of the world when there are things that we could be doing to support areas instead of necessarily moving them and taking them in. We want what's best for everyone. Um,
0: And so next episode or, you know, later down the road, we'll be focusing on um, other areas that were affected by climate change as well and the UN's. Opinion on climate refugees, um, the Pacific Islands, uh, because as I mentioned in the beginning, this is not a limited topic. This is not a one region crisis. This is a worldwide phenomenon that is impacting everybody.
1: And it's not a one problem crisis either. It's not something you can just pinpoint and decide that's what we're going to do to change it. It's affecting all facets of life. And this is just two of the few.
0: But thanks for tuning in, folks. Um, If you have any comments or suggestions, please feel free to leave us voice messages or contact us. Uh, We'd be happy to answer all your questions. Thank you. Bye.